This is episode number 390 with Taylor Simpson. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? We have just had Leo, who's my 15-year-old bonus son, with us for a month. And when he's with us, I love fueling his body with as much nutrients as I possibly can. This is why I love Athletic Greens. Now, every morning when he walks out into the kitchen, there's a large glass of room temperature filtered water with his Athletic Greens, which is his daily all-in-one superfood powder in it. He loves it and I love knowing that not only is he starting his day with hydration and green goodness, but that he's getting any vitamins and minerals that he may be missing in his diet. Best of all, he loves the taste, which is so awesome. And just one scoop contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase your energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products, which is perfect for anyone. Another thing I love about Athletic Greens is they continue to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 iterations over the last decade. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure that their customers continue to receive the highest quality and the best daily nutritional habit on the planet. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system by offering you a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which means you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D ever again. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com forward slash Melissa to get your free year supply of vitamin D and your five free travel packs today. How awesome is that? I'm super excited to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors, Juve. Now, I first got a Juve so many years ago, and Nick and I love it. Basically, it's red light therapy that enhances recovery, improves your skin health, mental acuity, sleep, blood circulation, and reduces inflammation. The science is out, and it is awesome. I think it's pretty amazing how red light can stimulate the cells in your body to produce more energy, which gives your body the fuel it needs to function properly. I personally feel so much energy, my skin is way more plump, and I'm a lot less sore when I use it. Check out episode 389 that I did with Melissa, the founder of Juve, for more information. And the awesome news is, they have just 
launched a new super affordable and battery powered Juve Go that you can take with you anywhere, which is awesome if you travel a lot. It fits in the palm of your hand and is just as powerful as the larger devices, making spot treatments easy and effective. For a limited time, Juve wants to hook you up with an exclusive discount on your first order. Just go to juve.com forward slash Melissa and apply the code Melissa to your order. That's J-O-O-V-V dot com forward slash Melissa. Taylor is a spiritual expansion mentor, motivational speaker, a top podcast host, philanthropist, and an investor in women-owned companies. She has been featured in Forbes, Reader's Digest, Washington Post, and seen on CBS Virginia, Fox DC, and many others. As the creator of the Abundant Life Experience and Ascend, she is passionate about helping women come back home to their truth, their innate divine feminine power by teaching them how to balance their chakras, dive into the shadow work, and heal the blocks that have been keeping them from shining their light fearlessly. This episode is so great. I love chakras and I loved diving deep into them. And we chat about how being an expert people pleaser triggered her huge awakening, why taking radical responsibility for your life is essential if you want to transform your future, how chakra work can help you up-level your entire life and how to heal your energetic blockages, the powerful technique to heal from sexual trauma, I also share my mind-blowing experience with a yoni healer and how that helped me release negative blocked energy. She also shares an unusual technique to rebalance your solar plexus chakra if you've got digestive issues. And if you are struggling to speak your truth and stand up for yourself, you're going to love her technique that she shares. We also dive into what is the deal with astral traveling and lucid dreaming, plus how to connect with your higher self through your crown chakra and what it means to be perfectly aligned and how you can embody that energy in your own life. And for everything that Taylor and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 390. And now without further ado, let's get this party started with Taylor Simpson. Beautiful Taylor, I'm so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh man, the same smoothie I have every single morning. It's oatmeal, spinach, blueberries, strawberries, some pea protein, and a little bit of oat milk. I'll blend it up. Yum. Similar to mine this morning, I had oats, bananas, mango, blueberries a greens powder, a vegan protein. If I have spinach, I usually throw that in, some cinnamon, some flax, some chia, all the goodness. All the goodness. Yeah, I did spirulina, some charcoal, and I've got just an array of all the powders. I just toss it. So I think I've got eight powders that also went in there. (laughs) Delicious. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. But before we kind of dive deep into chakras and which is really what I want to talk to you about today. Can you tell us your story and how you got to where you are today? Because something that I found really interesting about you was that you put yourself in anger management and overeaters anonymous due to 
essentially shoveling down your feelings. So tell us about that and how that has led you to where you are today and doing the work that you now do. Absolutely. It's funny. I always joke that I'm like a cat with nine different lives that just kind of has grown and keeps learning lessons. So for me, my journey kind of started as an expert people pleaser, which I know you can relate to just comparisonitis and and that external stuff. So in middle school and high school, really trying to fit in, trying to be accepted. And so that led me to morphine to try to fit in and to be accepted while also growing up in a family where communication and honoring our feelings weren't talked about. My dad was a pastor, but also unbeknownst to me until I was 24, which is kind of the start of the anger management as a full-blown narcissist. So he was having multiple affairs with parishioners on the outside, our family was picture perfect. Like we've got this, you know, living the life growing up. And so knowing that I was always walking on eggshells growing up, but didn't know why, because you don't know until you know, when you're a victim, right? You have no idea that you're a victim until you know. And so I grew up walking on eggshells, not knowing how to share if I was hurt or if I was feeling some sort of way, because no one would support me because we just didn't talk. And so that coupled with wanting to fit in, but not knowing how to explain why I wanted to fit in, then, you know, bled into college as well into university where I got a degree that on the outside story of my life up until then looked great. I got my undergrad and master's in international development and political science, and then landed this dream job on Capitol Hill and then working for the United Nations World Food Program. And so this whole time, I am creating this life that on the outside looks so good to everyone, especially in this area of Washington, D.C. But I had no idea who I was because I became an expert chameleon. And so I had gone through this entire process feeling so alone, but because I was not introduced to the self-development world and I was very much asleep. I didn't know how to process it. And so fast forward, I'm on my couch with my spoiler alert, ex-husband having just broken a vase for the umpteenth time, eaten a pint of Ben and Jerry's, a bottle of wine and watching just trash TV. And I remember sitting there just thinking, wow, this is not who I am. I grew up wearing tutus and covered in glitter and loved unicorns and was a dancer and cheerleader. I grew up in the mountains and I lost touch with her. I remember sitting here thinking, where did she go? Where did she go? How did I get here? And then the voice said, it's time. It's time to remember who she is. So the next day I put myself in anger management and overeaters anonymous because I was like, we're just going in because I, I don't have time to figure this out anymore. I am, I'm so sick and tired of myself really in the most loving way. I was sick and tired of myself and I wanted to figure out who I really was and come back home to that little girl that was neglected, that was forgotten about by in my perspective, everyone, but also most importantly, myself. And that's what started my self-development journey. I wanted to learn how I got to where I got, what my brain got me there, what energetically was out of alignment. And that's where I came across neuroscience and Dr. Dispenza and law of attraction and eventually chakras, and then had a huge spiritual awakening about seven years ago. And that was the pivotal point of me realizing, oh, I can create my reality. I'm not 
a victim to my reality. And so I did the healing work and forgiveness work around my father. I released that. I did forgiveness work around my ex-husband, whom I accidentally married my air quote father again, sort of situation. And just was like, okay, I chose all of that. It wasn't my circumstances. I chose all of that. Therefore, what do I really want? Who do I really want to become? And now who do I need to be in order for that to happen? And that's where I started doing all the really deep dive chakra work, which is what I love to teach and what really is transformational because what happens inside of us energetically and physically is a direct manifestation and reflection of what's happening around us. And I began to share that and eventually quit my nine to five. I was like, this is not for me. I am meant to be out here shining my light, serving. And since then have been transforming women's lives all around the world and getting them to remember who they are and remember their true, true divine truth that they are the goddess that they're, that they're meant to be. Oh, I love this so much. There's so many parts of your story that I can relate to. And what I'm really hearing, and I've got full goosebumps, is you took radical responsibility for your life, for your happiness. And that is one of the first steps to healing and transformation. I talk about this in Purposeful. Purposeful is my Audible original book. And the first step is taking radical responsibility because there's no point in going to the therapist or doing all this healing work if you're not willing to take ownership for how your life is currently looking. Once we've taken that ownership, we can then transform. So every word you were saying, I was just hearing an empowered woman who's taken responsibility for her life. And that is just so inspiring and really where we all need to begin. It really is powerful. I remember, I don't remember where I was sitting, but I remember the moment where I had that light bulb, that awakening of, oh, oh, this is me. This is all on me. And therefore I get to make the decision right here, right now to get the help, to put myself out there, to ask for the support that I know I need, to figure out why I had this rage issue and how to diffuse that, how to go inward. But I, yeah, I had to take responsibility for also the choices I made along the way that probably weren't in alignment, that probably weren't kind, but we have to do that kind of work in order to step into our higher selves. 100%. What's your relationship like with your father now? Great question. It is a loving and compassionate one from a distance. So I have actually not spoken to him since the day his 20-year mistress called on the phone and I interrupted unbeknownst to her. And yeah, it's it's a relationship that I truly, I, I love him and I forgive him and I hurt people, hurt people. And to do what he's done and never took responsibility for it and made all the excuses, that's a hurt person. And therefore, like I pray for him, I send him all the love and I'm perfectly okay with this new relationship we have this, he's living his life. I'm living mine. And it's, it's powerful. And I just, yeah, I send him all the love wherever he's at that he's, you know, living the life that he wants. And that's true to him. Yes. I think it's really important that we remember hurt people, hurt people. It's very easy to point the finger and say, you did this to me. And why did you do that? But remembering when someone lashes out, they're deeply hurting because 
someone who wasn't hurting would not lash out like that or act that way. So that's something that we need to remember. Hurt people, hurt people, and everyone is doing the best that they can given the knowledge and the understanding and the consciousness level that they're at. And I would love to hear now about your ex-husband and your relationship now. Like, are you in a relationship now? How's that different? Tell us about that. Same thing for that. We ended mutually. It was just like, we're not each other's people. We got married when both of us, he's, I don't know where he's at now in life, but I was asleep, right? We attract what we are. So I attracted a codependent person, a unhealed person, right? We'll never, we're never healed, but an undoing the inner work person. And so we got to a point where both of us just realized, wait, like we're not each other's people. I am not my higher self with you and you are not your higher self with me. So it was very much a, I love you and I know you're doing the best you can, but we're just not each other's human. And we just, we just knew that we got married for the wrong reasons. He came in and like took care of me when my whole parent thing exploded. So I thought that I owed him to marry him again, thinking about where I was that many years ago, it's, that's just the reality of it. I didn't know any better. So it was a mutual divorce. And I'm now with my actual soulmate who I've been with in many lifetimes. And the amazing thing is, is we had always known each other, but never knew each other. Both of us were in, you know, just unhealthy marriages and had no idea. So we were like gym buddies, like gym bros on, you know, bodybuilding teams, that sort of thing. And so when I was going through my thing and he was going through his, a couple months later, we we're like, oh, you know, what's going on in your life? Oh, I'm going through a divorce. I'm going through a divorce. And we became each other's support system and then realized, oh my gosh, the universe had us move out. We were moving, living in the suburbs, which is not alignment with me at all. And we were supposed to run into each other at the divine time. And I attracted who I am. It's a man who's doing divine masculine work. He is a a masculine leader in the conscious space. And we just are each other's biggest triggers and biggest teachers and really cheer each other on. So I'm just, I'm grateful to have learned what I've learned to be able to call in my King. Mm, So good. So beautiful. And we often have to weed through some other relationships to find our one. And it's beautiful that you have. And I believe that our soulmate is out there and we need to do the inner work and take radical responsibility to call that person in. So I love that. Now, I want to talk to you about chakras. For people listening, they might be like, what? What are they? Can you kind of give us like a 101? What are they? And why do we need to understand them? Yes, love that question. And it's something that used to be thought of as woo-woo, but the really cool thing is they're actually measurable now. There's the HeartMath Institute that has measurable data. So before I dive in, I like to always preface that, is this is now measurable energy in our body. And my favorite way to explain how this works is imagine that there is this tube going from your perineum, which is the base of your spine, all the way up and out of the top of your head, this clear tube. And the goal is to have this beautiful white smoke always just flowing through it effortlessly. And this tube is what gives you life. It's what gives you energy. It's what keeps you in alignment. Well, if there are blocks in the tube, what's going to happen? Well, there's going to be that light, that smoke that gets stuck under one block and maybe a little bit gets around it, 
but then it's black by the other. And by the time it gets three-fourths up, there's barely any smoke coming through, this light smoke. So those blocks are our chakras. So we've got our root, which is the perineum. We've got our sacral, which is your womb. We've got our solar plexus, which is right below your chest bone. We've got the heart chakra, throat, third eye, and crown. And so if any of these are blocked, think of them, now let's micro this even more. Think of each chakra as a spinning wheel. And the goal is to have it just spinning, well-oiled, moving, aligned. But if there's a little bit of dirt or dust on the chakra and adds up and it adds up and it adds up, the wheel doesn't spin. Therefore, that life force gets blocked in the blocked spinning chakra. And then it blocks the next one and it blocks the next one. And eventually you're closed off from the divine and your intuition is also closed off too. And that turns into discomfort, physical discomfort. So when we have a blocked sacral around sexual trauma and all of that, which I'm sure we'll go into, that actually, that density, the dust, so to say, that gets built up, built up, built up, turns into, you know, dense energy is matter. We're all matter. We just, we look like we're not, but we are. We're just like thick denses of light. But if it continues to add up on this energy point, that energy becomes so thick that it becomes physical, which then turns into that discomfort, which turns into disease, which turns into cancer. Therefore, a lot of people that have, you know, you know ovarian cancer, uh, throat cancer, thyroid issues, it's because the spindle has a bunch of dust, I like to say, blocking it. And that's where doing the energetic inner work unbreaks the clump of dust around the chakra wheel, and then it can spin again. So that's I, for my visual learners. That's how I love to explain it. <laughs> I love it. You did a perfect explanation. It's beautiful. I want to know, how do they get blocked in the first place? How does each one get blocked? Because when you were saying that, I was visualizing this white tube and like the energy or the smoke, I kind of use either gold or white and it flowing freely up and down, up and down. And I want to know what blocks them. Yeah, great question. So we'll start with the root chakra. So when it comes to the root chakra, that's around being grounded in who you are. The root is the tree. It's the people who are so firm in who they are. They're so firm in their beliefs. They're so firm in how they show up. And so when it's rooted, that's healthy. But when it's floating and the roots aren't so grounded in the earth, you can become insecure. You can become floaty, very much a chameleon like my past self, always trying to morph to fit in. And so what happens that desire to try to be grounded, but from external egoic needs, those come from limiting beliefs. And so for the root chakra, the limiting beliefs are, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. Also safety. It's so if you grew up in a traumatic environment as a childhood, maybe an alcoholic parent and things were crazy, you might not have the feeling of feeling actually safe. Therefore, that fear the insecurity, the unsafety starts to create a density around that chakra. And so safety, groundedness comes from limiting beliefs, childhood trauma, which is why shadow work in childhood work is really big in chakra healing because you can't figure out what the block is until you start peeling back those 
uncomfortable onion layers to realize, oh yeah, it's because my mom or dad physically abused me growing up. Therefore, I don't feel safe. And so when it comes to sacral, this is your sexuality. So we carry the energy of partners that we sleep with, that we let inside of our bodies forever and always until we deal with it. This is just the reality. And I remember when I first heard this, I was like, oh, we got some clearing to do. We got some some college clearing to do. And so if you had unconsensual sex, even when I say unconsensual, that just means obligation sex, right? A lot of people feel obligated to have sex with their husband or their wife because that's just how it's supposed to be. And so when we have this shame, or if you grew up in a very religious household and there's a lot of guilt and shame around sex, that energy from other people's beliefs around sex get blocked in your sacral. So it's always to do with beliefs and your surroundings and your upbringing. This is such an important point. I am, as you know, I'm currently pregnant with my first daughter and my husband and I talk about this a lot because when I first heard that every single person you have ever had sex with, their energy, their cells, their DNA, like everything is within you. When I first heard that, I was shocked. I was shocked. And there have been times, I'll be the first to admit, where I've been with a partner and they wanted to make love and I was like, mm, you know, not, re- not really into it. That causes trauma in your cells. And so Nick and I have said, you know, we're definitely going to educate our daughter on this. We're definitely, when the time is right, we're definitely going to educate her on that it's so sacred and it's so precious. And when you let someone enter you, you are giving yourself, you're giving a part of yourself to them. And if it's not from that pure place of love, unconditional love, then it's going to maybe create something later on. So it's really important that we remember that and not just, you know, go and give it away to anyone. It's special and it's sacred. Yeah. And our yonis in general are sacred. And another thing, like when it comes to our sacral, it's about receiving, right? So women are meant to receive. We have yonis that receive. And so when we have a blocked sacral, it actually also affects our ability to receive in other ways. So that means money, compliment. So the women that that someone's like, oh, I love your hair. And you're like, oh, I haven't washed it in days. That is a blocked sacral chakra that comes from unworthiness, shame, you know, not tapping into your sexuality. It's also blocking your ability to be creative. So if you're a boss, babe, an entrepreneur, an artist, and you feel blocked, it's because your sacral is blocked. There's something going on in there that hasn't been healed. And, you know, a great modality, because I know there's a lot of women listening, a great modality to start this type of like a physical modality to start this kind of healing in your sacral is to doing wand. So getting a a yoni wand and actually breaking up the density in your womb. So you put a yoni wand in there and you hold it in areas where you feel there's like a density. You feel like there's a, a piece of energy and this can lead you to screaming, to crying, to having like massive anger and rage. It's because the energy of that man that you had sex with that you really didn't want to. And he was maybe, you guys had a fight and there was anger energy in it. 
his anger energy got stuck literally in your yoni up and towards your womb and you're holding it in there and breaking up that density. So that's a great just physical tool to start practicing releasing that. Yeah, I talk a lot about that in my second book, Open Wide. I have a whole section on de-armoring. So it's very, very important. And like you said, you can do this yourself. You can get rose quartz wand or a clear quartz wand. I've got a rose quartz one. Or you could find a practitioner if you find someone. There are incredible people out there. I know there are. I have had friends that have experienced incredible things with different yoni healers. My midwife, one of my midwives actually does this work. So I've had a session with her before we give birth. When you work with my two midwives, before you give birth, they give you two yoni healing sessions. So it was four hours long. It was mind-blowing. So the first two hours we're talking and we're going deep into talk therapy. And then the second two hours is the whole physical yoni healing. And it was the most intense thing I've ever experienced. And I'd done a lot of work myself, you know, just with my own wand and with my husband. So I'd never done, never had a practitioner do it. And it was mind-blowing, mind-blowing, but so deep and so healing. And I feel like I released so much. So I really want to encourage everyone, if they're feeling blocked in that area, grabbing a wand, or you can even use your fingers, like you don't even have to get a wand, and starting to look at that. Yeah. And look at the energy piece too. So while that's a physical, it's really getting down to where did any of my sexuality blocks come from? Was it my religious household that I grew up in? Was it something that happened to me as a child that was inappropriate? Was it society's belief that a woman naked dancing is slutty? It's So it's going down. And even a great tip for this one, my favorite thing, this has to do with money as well. You can do this for sexuality and money is getting a piece of paper, putting a line down the center. Like to, I like to go old school with some things. On the left side, write down old unserving beliefs around sex, my body, my yoni, whatever, fill in the blank. And then just brain dump in that left column. That's, you know, my yoni is dirty because maybe your your mom never supported you when you got your cycle and just kind of threw a pad at you. And you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this blood that's coming out of me. Gross. Write that down. My period's gross. My yoni's gross. Men only love me if I'm sexy. Just keep them going. And then beside each of them, put a little note of who gave you that, right? They gave it to you. You took that in by choice, accidentally, but still by unconscious choice. So it's like, mom, society, my pastor, just note that down. Then you can sit back and see, wait a minute, none of these are mine. Oh my God, none of these are mine. Why am I carrying around a basket full of other people's stuff that doesn't feel good? That's where the right column comes in. And straight across, you get to choose your new story of, I love when I bleed because it's releasing. I am allowing myself to go through the cycles of being a, a woman. I love my body and I'm learning to love it more every day. And if these new empowering stories are still a little unbelievable, which they will be, it's unwiring and rewiring new stories. My favorite way to start is I'm in the process of, or I'm becoming. I'm not a fan of just your flat 
affirmations of I am beautiful because sometimes we don't believe that until we actually believe it. So I am in the process of loving my yoni. I am in the process of creating a more divine connection with my self-pleasure routine and releasing shame around it. So those are just some tips on how to start unpacking that through journaling. I love it. Awesome. Let's move to the next one. So then we've got our solar plexus, and this is all around your confidence, your fire. So a great way to know if you're blocked in your solar is digestion issues or burping, heartburn, that all happens right there. So that is, means that there's something that's blocking your confidence. This could be you know, being bullied growing up by the mean girls, maybe bullying yourself. You were your own mean girl. Limiting beliefs of I'm not enough stories around no one's going to pay attention to me anyway, so why bother? So when you begin to unpack those, which you can use the same journaling technique I just gave, you then step into your power. You step into leading with light, leading with your truth. People with a very active and balanced solar plexus are those people that are just the lighthouses. They are, they are standing in their truth. They're rooted because these all connect. They all go together. They're rooted in who they are. They are tapped into their divine goddess sexuality. Thus, they're able to be confident in how they show up. So those are signs of when it's blocked and then really stepping into how to activate your solar. I love it. And then next we have heart. We've got the heart. This one is all about self-love and love for others. And when we work on our heart chakra, the beautiful thing is we end up feeling so much more connected with the collective, every single human, people that maybe you had resentment towards, you didn't like or mean to you. This is your opportunity to heal that. But first it's about healing the love with yourself. And so you know when your heart chakra is blocked, when you... You don't love yourself when you struggle with receiving compliments, when you struggle with giving yourself your own compliments, when you struggle with forgiving other people or saying you forgive them, but still holding resentment towards them, right? Raising my hand, been there before. We've all been there. And so it's really getting to a place of, okay, how much can I lean into loving myself? But why don't I love myself to begin with? Kind of like my rock bottom day. Why don't I love myself to begin with? Oh, because my mom and dad didn't love me the way I wanted them to. Maybe they didn't physically hug you. I did not grow up with my, I love my mother dearly and my father, but I didn't grow up with physical hugs. Therefore, it was hard for me to give myself my own physical love because I never received that. I blocked that. So I had to get to the root of my parents did and continue to do just like every parent out there, the best they can. And so I have to realize that and say, okay, then the love that I thought I was missing, how can I give that to myself? So as you're listening to this, and maybe you went through a breakup and you, you're upset and hurt, it's in turn asking, okay, how can I love myself so much that I don't need validation from someone else? I don't even need to be codependent on someone else because I'm just in love with who I am. And then when that happens, when we activate our heart chakra, this is the coolest thing ever. So our heart chakra is 60 times hertz measurable, more powerful than our brain. And if our brain is powerful, that's saying something. 
So that means, you know, I'm sure most listeners know what law of attraction and manifestation is. When we start to evolve and ascend and really love the world and love ourselves, the wavelengths that we put off from our bodies matched with positive thoughts, we become magnets for everything we desire, like true. And you know, those people that just like good things keep coming to them because they just emanate love. And that's the true gift of an activated heart chakra. Oh, I love it. Sounds so good. And then we've got the throat chakra. The throat chakra. This is the one that's pretty obvious when it's blocked. That means you're not speaking your truth. Most people deal with thyroid issues. They get sick a lot, laryngitis. So their throat actually physically gets blocked. They lose their voice. If it's an overactive chakra, they tend to lose their voice. An overactive chakra, people are the ones who need to have the last word. They're overcompensating. We all have known that person. I'm sure we've even been that person here and there. And then the underactive is they're not speaking their truth. They're whispering. They're scared to put themselves out there. And while we think that speaking our truth has to do with like owning it and speaking what we're passionate about, the missions we want to support, serving our communities, it also affects our ability to manifest. So if we're not able to voice what we want or how we want to show up, we can't expect the universe to hear what we desire because words are physical. While it seems like they're not because it's just energy, energy is real. Therefore, what you say turns into physical form. It weaves in the quantum and turns into physical form. And so if our throat chakra is underactive and blocked, we're actually pushing away the things we desire because we're saying not nice things about ourselves. Therefore, confirming those not nice things, therefore being reflected everywhere throughout your day, confirmation. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. Well, you voicing that is turning into reality. Therefore, you're only going to attract people who don't love you because they don't love themselves. And so that's why it's it's a twofer. It's about speaking your truth, serving, finding your purpose, but also voicing your desires in an empowering way, voicing what you want in sex, voicing what you don't want, setting boundaries has to do with your throat chakra. Mm, I love it. I love it. And then we've got the third eye. Third eye. This is when... Like this one's everyone's like favorite. Like they just want to hurry up and get to the third eye. I'm like, no, no, no. We got to We got to start from the bottom and work our way up. So the third eye has everything to do with intuition. This is where you really start to see past the matrix, so to say, and you start to see past your own illusions, your own blocks, your own self doubt, your own crutches, and you're able to kind of. It's like this bird's eye view, watching yourself as the observer live life. And you're able to bypass what you thought were once physical blocks. Like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. And you can see, oh, cute. Nope, nope, nope. I see past that. This is also where lucid dreaming comes into play, astral traveling. You can, you know, this is where your clairvoyance picks up. These are where the clairs start to kick in. So clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentient. Um, and you really start to connect because it's a lighter chakra as we move up in the body denser to lighter. So as we get lighter, we're now connecting with the ethereal world, with our spirit guides, with the universe, with the divine. And so underactive is the people who are still stuck in the matrix, still kind of doing the robotic thing, not doing the inner work, not doing the shadow work, in victim, they're not seeing the reality. People whose third eyes are activated 
are taking that radical responsibility, doing meditations, have a beautiful self-loving practice routine in place, are able to move through the self-doubts because they really see where they're going. Physically, they could see it, but also energetically. I love that. And then we've got the final one, the crown. The crown. So this is where it all just ties together. So kind of like you said earlier, Melissa, that tube, it comes up and then it comes back down. And that's the goal is to keep it cyclical, keep it moving. You can envision it as like a circle going around you. But this is where we really then connect with our higher self. This is where we just know who we are. We know where we're going. We can receive guidance and downloads from our higher self, from our spirit guides. This is, this is I like to give visuals too. The person who has a, a balanced crown chakra is that person when they walk into a room, not only are they glowing, not only are they exuding love, not only are they showing what it's like to be so in love with themselves in the most beautiful way, but you also can just tell that they're tapped in. They're tapped in, they're turned on. That's someone who really has that channel flowing. And so when you know it's blocked is when you're, it kind of goes back to the third eye too, when you, your ego is leading the way, when you're money hungry from a place of lack and scarcity, when you're maybe an overactive, we are floating in the clouds. These are the people who never take action. They're almost in their too much feminine, kind of floating in the sky, not really doing anything, but right, whatever. And they're not in their physical meat suit body. So that's an overactive. The goal is to be able to tap in, connect, but then also come back down into their meat suit. I love it. And what does it look like when someone is walking around with no blockages in any of their chakras, like what does that look like and feel like from your perspective? Because I know I've, I've witnessed it, definitely. Yes. Well, I don't know if anyone ever has 100% unblocked chakras because I feel like we're just, it's life. We're always going to have some little sneaky thing. But the people who are like, I know there's people you're talking about that just glow. It is that. It's like, for me, it's the woman this is my version of it. She's got like her beautiful hair. She's glowing. Her skin is clear. She loves everyone, but sets boundaries. She doesn't, you know, she puts herself out there, but then fills up her own cup. She has that self-care routine set in place. She's owning her purpose fearlessly. She doesn't worry about judgment of others. She's like, this is me. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. I still love you no matter what. She's adaptable, she's expressive, but also willing to do the shadow work when she feels a chakra blocked. And that's kind of like that beautiful piece of she's humble of, oh, interesting, I'm triggered right now. Where in my body, your body will speak to you. Where in my body is there resistance? Where am I constricting? Because I feel the chakra starting to lock up. And she gives herself that grace and that compassion of interesting. Okay. I still have a little bit of a heartache. I still have some sexual trauma, some safety issues. Let me lean into that. So while she's glowing, she's also open to always doing the work. Mm, I love it. I love it so much. This is so powerful. And we really do need to do the shadow work, do the healing, the inner child healing work and the past wounds to dig deep and to see why those blockages are there and then to help release them. It's such important work and I love it so much. Thank you for sharing and thank you for 
giving us that little chakras 101. It's so powerful. And I want to encourage everyone to dive deeper into it. Like this is just the beginning. Dive deeper, you know, go within yourself and think about or feel into whether you've got any blockages in those areas and go from there. Just jumping in to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors. But first, I need to be really honest with you guys. I had a really pricey, like $40,000 pricey custom website for many years. But as soon as it was out of date, there was a problem. We couldn't edit it or update it ourselves. Our website designer wasn't always available and it was extremely expensive to do anything. When it got hacked and stopped working altogether, we were totally trapped in a site that would barely function. I couldn't add or change anything and it was really frustrating for myself and my team. Now, website struggles can be real. We know we need a great site that gives people a sense of who we are and what we do, but you also need it to stand out, to convert, and you need it to be easy to use and edit. And of course, it's got to look really, really fantastic. Then I discovered Tonic Site Shop and their completely customizable website templates for the modern stylish creative. Now, throw out everything you know about website templates. These are gorgeous, customizable website templates that are ready for you right now. No more searching high and low to find the right designer or spending endless hours and money trying to nail your online presence. You just pick a design, buy it, customize it, launch it, and sit back while the compliments roll in. I chose their margarita design. Now we customized it to fit my brand and for a tiny fraction of the cost and the time. And now I have this insanely gorgeous website that people comment and compliment me on literally every single day. And if you haven't yet seen it, go and check it out. And best of all, I know it's going to grow with me instead of holding me back. And if you want to have a website of your dreams launched in just a few days, head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash tonic for 15% off. Now let's get back to the conversation. I would love to shift gears and shine the spotlight on you. And I'd love to know what is your definition of success and what do you attribute your success to? I love this. Thank you for asking. My definition of success is the ability to feel free, the ability to serve, but also receive. You know, it probably asked me that six years ago, success would have been like working really hard, making a lot of money. But now it's really just, I want to feel good. I want to be able to serve. I want to help other people feel good. And if at the end of the day, I went all day feeling good, feeling aligned, and other people felt that too. That's a successful day. And then attesting my success, probably the inner work that I've done. Like, there's no way I would be here where I'm at today. I don't even know where I would be if I continued that other path if I didn't just say, hey, I'm ready to do this somewhat painful, icky work that's very humbling and removing the ego. So definitely in order to get to where I've gotten, it's that that deep inner work. Mm, I love that. Beautiful. What's bringing you the most joy in your life right now? Gosh, so many things. Well, my husband and I are moving into a home we just bought at the end of this month. 
which is very exciting. Lots of land. I'm going to have my garden and my chickens and it's just going to be so good. And then we're also building a vacation home in Costa Rica with the same thing, a garden. We've got our own waterfall, our own river. It's completely off the grid. It's all solar paneled saltwater pool, pulling the water from the actual river because it's that clean. And so I'm just like, I got goosebumps. It's like my higher self is naked in the jungle, like in my garden with my animals all around me. That's who I am. And so the fact that it's like the visions here, I've always dreamed of this life that we're about to start and it's here. And I, it's, I am so grateful. It brings me to tears sometimes how grateful I am to start seeing these things come to life. Well, you are my fourth friend who is moving to Costa Rica or who's already moved. I've got three friends that are already there. So I am definitely coming to visit for sure. You'll have plenty of, you can bounce around and experience all the different areas. It's such a magical place. uh, It's amazing. I can't wait to visit. Okay, let's pretend you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world. What book would you choose? The Power of Now. I almost even second guessed it. It was immediately, that was the book that woke me up. It, I, it was that book. And while it's like the most simplest book, The Power of Now, it's the most mind-opening at the same time. So if high schoolers can realize, oh, just now is the only moment I have control of, that means I get to choose who I'm being, what I'm thinking in every moment. Therefore. It's dictating the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. So definitely the power of now. I think it was about the second spiritual book that I read that changed my life. The first one was Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And then the next one was The Power of Now. And I remember my mind like being blown when I read that book. I'm like, of course, (laughs) of course, we come back to the moment. Okay, right. It's so simple. It's so simple. And when you go back and read it, you you reactivate it. And that was literally the book that woke me up. I remember getting eight pages in and it was like that, wait, what? Like now it, it's so simple yet so profound. A hundred percent. And we'll link to that in the show notes if anyone wants to read it, if they haven't already. Now, I'd love to hear about your morning routine and how your day looks. I know no two days are ever the same, but can you talk us through what time you wake up to what time you go to bed, all of your rituals, how your day flows on like a quote unquote typical day in your life. I love this question because everything in my life is a ritual and done with intention. And so my morning routine is about two and a half hours long because I just love to be able to fill my cup up. So I wake up immediately, just the moment I open my eyes, what am I grateful for? Thinking of something empowering to really raise my elevation. And I'll usually lay there and just kind of like take in, take in my surroundings a little bit, start to bring my soul back into my body and just become aware. And then I have prepped the night before. So kind of my nightly routine, I'll bring it to the beginning. I have everything laid out that I take in the morning. So that's my lemon oil. I got my filtered water and I take two huge glasses of room temperature lemon water. I put some zinc in there, some B12 on my tongue, some vitamin D, some vitamin K, and just take all of my supplements right when I wake up. And then I sit down and do anywhere from a 45 minute to 60 minute meditation that could be guided. It could be just breath work, listening to my breath, listening to, you know, Dr. Joe meditation, some something, whatever I'm called to. 
And then I get out my journal and I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's for my toothpaste. Sometimes it's for my new home. It doesn't matter. Whatever just needs to come up. And I feel that. It's not just like, I'm grateful for my toothpaste. It's, wow, yeah. If I didn't have toothpaste, that would totally suck. And so it's going through and then thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I do a stream of consciousness journaling where I just let whatever needs to come out, come out. That could be, I'm feeling really anxious today. I'm feeling, you know, like I don't love myself today. And just kind of starting from there, sometimes I'll ask myself a question, unpack that, and then I'll set intention. Oh, I will create a vibe for how I want to show up that day and do a declaration. I then set a timer because otherwise I will do this for hours to read a book for about 45 minutes. Otherwise I'll read all day. And then I do some sun salutations, move my body, dance a little bit, and then start my day. Beautiful. And then do you work all day? Like how's your routine flow during the day? Yep. And so I don't start any work until around 11 o'clock at the earliest. Just I really love to to do all that cup filling. And then I time block. So I, I, I'm a queen at delegating. So I have an amazing team, thank goodness, that takes care of everything that's not in my zone of genius. Therefore, I typically only work about three hours a day. And that's usually a podcast recording, an interview, coaching, group coaching, you know, in my Facebook groups, engaging with my women. And that's about it. And I wrap up usually around, you know, three o'clock. Sometimes I get creative and want to do something else. And then I go to the gym or yoga or Pilates, move my body. That's also my husband and I's like date time every day. We go to the gym together. It's our thing. Even though we've got our headphones in, we're still together. And then we'll have dinner together. We'll listen to a podcast or watch an empowering YouTube video and connect with each other that way. And then I'll wrap up the evening. I'll do some dry brushing, some oil pulling, and then prep myself for the next day. And also when I'm in bed, I journal on what needs to be unpacked before I go to sleep. So that's, do I feel really good about the day? Did I get what I want to get done? Or was I in alignment? If I wasn't, why? And so just kind of letting out what needs to be let out before I go to sleep. And we're both night like hacking junkies. So we've got red lights everywhere. Once six o'clock hits, every single light is off. All of our light bulbs are red. We, you know, spray ourselves with magnesium. All of the sleep packs go into place as well. <laughs> I love it. And do you have the blue blocking glasses as well? All of it. We were like, we're the, that nerdy old couple we like to joke where we're like reading books in bed at eight o'clock at night with our, our glasses and our red lights and our magnesium spray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's us too. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> our apartment building is that we live in a high rise right now. And when you're outside, it looks so funny at night because of all of our contraptions. Yeah, exactly. Just this red glow. Yeah, that's that's how I wrap up the night. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. What are you working on within yourself at the moment? Or do you have any blockages in your chakras at the moment that you are working on? Yes, I love this question so much. And I was just unpacking this this morning while journaling. And it's really this next level I'm stepping in of owning my light I always had this limiting belief and was told it, but then realized it's not mine, that I'm too much, that I'm too bright. I'm just just too much. And so I've been learning how to own my too muchness and realize that if people don't resonate or just can't handle my brightness, I'm a Leo and a manifesting generator. So I got a lot going. 
And I learned that that's okay. So as I go to this next level, which means, you know, starting my book writing process and releasing an Oracle deck, it's just a whole new level in my career and me putting myself out there. Therefore, as I start putting myself out there and, you know, having beautiful conversations and showing up in more potent ways, sometimes that old story of like, oh, you're too much or, oh, that person doesn't like you or whatever. It's, oh, wait a minute. Nope. I'm just so firm in who I am for the first time in my entire life. I am the courageous unicorn, I like to say, is that my light is just simply shining on their shadows. And it's just my job to be a light. That's it. And so really, it's unpacking when I'm triggered with that old story at this new level of, wait a minute, come back home. Who are you? What's your only job? So new level new devil, no matter how much we unpack the same story, when we get to the next level, it's like, oh, here you are again. I thought we dealt with you, but it's just, it's a new, a new bandaid you get to heal. So that's what I'm sitting in right now. It's just that, that self-talk. Yes. Another onion layer to pull back. And by the way, you are not too much. You are magnificent. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I have three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yes. Bring it. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Ooh, meditation. Meditation. Yes, 100%. What's one thing that we can do today for our wealth? So more abundance in all areas of our life. Being grateful for everything that you have because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it's being grateful for your body, your health, the $5 in your bank account or the $500,000 in your bank account. Be grateful for everything now and come from your heart and you'll expand that. Honestly, gratitude shifts everything. Like a daily, multiple times a day gratitude practice is paramount for happiness. Yes, it really is. Like that, as silly as it is, because everyone's like gratitude, gratitude. But until you actually start to live and practice the art of gratitude, you're like, oh, I see now why everyone talks about gratitude. It is such a game changer. 100%. And then finally, what is one thing that we can do today for more love in our life? Mm, Start loving ourselves more and having way more compassion for ourselves. Yes. So important. So important. This has been so beautiful. I have loved our conversation. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't get to ask you? Oh, I love this question. Thank you. This sentence is definitely coming through hot. I did a past life regression a few months ago. And after I died in the regression, I was in heaven uh, or whatever you want to call that. And all my guides were there giving me all these affirmations. And the last thing they said, always gets me goosebumps every time it makes me emotional before I came down in this present body, said, the world needs different. So how can you, the listener, lean into your differentness that you are, right? Be the courageous unicorn. Put yourself out there. Shine your weird light. Like it's the world needs different. And as we are going through this, you know, collective consciousness rise, and everyone's waking up. Gone are the days where everyone's the same and looks the same and talks about the same thing. The world needs different. So whatever that story, whatever that purpose that you have, that medicine that you want to give the world, but you think no one's going to receive it or want it or pay you for it, 
they will because the world needs different. So do the thing that you've been avoiding doing. Amen, sister. Amen. This has been so beautiful, Taylor. I have got so much out of it. You have inspired me so much. You are such an angel. You're a light. You even look like an angel. And you're helping so many people with your work, with everything that you do. You're serving so many people. I want to know what I personally and the listeners can do to serve you. How can we give back to you today? Thank you so much, Melissa. And thank you for having me. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Probably just coming and sharing with me what your takeaway was. I think that that always makes my heart so happy because I know when I listen to a podcast and I hear this like one golden nugget that just was the thing, the one thing I needed, I always go and tell that person, hey, this is the golden nugget. So really just come DM me over on Instagram. It's at I am Taylor Simpson with the one golden nugget that you received today. And that's that's a huge gift in itself. Oh, I love that. They could even share it on their Instagram story and tag both of us and we can reshare them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. I think as well, you know, when you are in the personal development and spiritual world, you know, we're listening to podcasts and we're reading books and we're attending seminars and workshops and we're doing so much that if you don't actually stop to go, what did I take out of this? What did I get out of it? What are my top three key takeaways? Which is why I get after every episode, I get everyone to come and tell me their top three key takeaways because just listening to a podcast isn't enough. Like you have to actually go, okay, what did I learn from this? What did I take away from it? Because I want people to implement that into their everyday life and not just go, oh, that was a good podcast on chakras. Like, what did you get out of it? So please come and share that with us. And I want to thank you again so much for the work that you do. It's been an absolute pleasure connecting with you and hearing all of your incredible wisdom. So thank you so much, my love. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, sister. I loved this conversation. I got so much out of it and I feel really inspired to just take my chakra knowledge to the next level. And I hope you got a lot out of it and you feel inspired. And if you do, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that you could potentially be the review of the week for next week, which is pretty awesome. And speaking of review of the week, I want to read this week's review, and it's a five-star review from Shana Bree titled, You've Helped Me So Much. And she says, Hi, Melissa. I listen to your inspiring podcasts as soon as they are available. The discussions have helped me so much have a change in my lifestyle. I've been plant-based now since the very beginning of the year, and whoa, it's amazing what a month does and how good I feel. I wish you all the luck on the birth of your beautiful little girl. Sending you so much love and thanks again. Thank you so much, honey. I'm so grateful for that beautiful review and for the well wishes of our birth. I'm so excited to meet her. And as a little thank you, I want to gift you one of my top four favorite products. And that is some goodies from Organifi. So just send me an email, hello at melissaambrosini.com, and I will send those over to you. And don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I absolutely love reading them all. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. It means the absolute world to me to have you here. And I honor you for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself. 
and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.